Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Ain't nobody gonna break my stride. Nobody's gonna hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. And that song will be stuck in my head for the rest of the day and tomorrow. Oh no, I won't be able to shake it. My, yeah. my beautiful scene. That song, uh, Electric Avenue. Uh, let's see, what's some other songs that will get stuck in my head forever? Uh, the Sanford and Son uh, theme song. Uh, Three uh, d- different strokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. <laughs> Growing pains. Uh, I mean, you name it. Uh, Sanford and Son the, was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the, the soundtrack of your childhood, right? Uh, uh, Ric Flair's uh, uh, entrance music yeah. was a. We talked about Starman in the last episode, and when I saw that him going up and him going out of space, I couldn't help but think here in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. you know that uh, sat was it? Who was Sanford? Yeah, it was old uh, yeah, Red Fox. Red Fox. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he died like bankrupt or something, didn't he? Oh, uh, did he? Like the tax man got him. Yeah, oh, yeah. taxes. I, I think something along those lines. You know. Yeah, I think he did. If you he like, was, like broke. Yeah. Uh, After you, all them episodes, I mean, you know what? Well, you know, uh, and he even had that. I think he was on another show, you know, another sitcom, close to those. Past he was on a couple yeah. movies too. Yeah. yeah. Out of love for my neighbor. If you like taxes, close your ears right now or pause the podcast. <laughs> Ugh, taxes. <laughs> you don't pay taxes. Taxes are taken from you. That's right. It's never been voluntary. Taxation is theft. And I can go on a long tangent and diatribe <laughs> about how this is, that is an accurate statement. And, and, and it's taken from you. What happens if you don't pay your taxes? You will go to jail at the point of a gun. If someone on the street comes and points their gun at you and says, give me your money or I'm going to shoot you, you do the same thing. It's theft. There was uh, an article in the European soccer uh, thing today that there was a player that uh, frauded the tax from Spain or something like that, and he got like 16 months in prison, but he doesn't have to do the sentence. Yeah, it's kind of strange, right. isn't it? I mean, I mean, uh, congratulations on your successful venture. Uh, now give us half of that. I mean, that's the ma- that's the mafia. Well, I mean, you know, supposedly in Spain, they like they they tax you to death. You you pay for your protection. Th- that's that's uh, right. was it Costa Nostra? Well, how do you pronounce it? <laughs> I just <laughs> like Costa Nostra. It's, <laughs> it's extortion and like protection rackets. You right. Know? I mean, or, yeah. Oh, but if you didn't pay your taxes, that's how are we going to have roads? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just hit a big pothole on the way over here. It was like, a yeah, nice they're, story they're you got here. It'd be a shame if somebody were to come around and wreck up the joint. Or, you know. I mean, and, and Robin Hood. It, it is not rob the rich and give to the poor. It's If you go back and watch it, the actual premise of the story is Robin went back to the government to take back what the government had taken from the people. That's right. He was getting the taxes back. <laughs> Which Robin Hood are you talking about? Anyone. Okay. What, Kevin oh, Costner wait. one? Or uh, uh, his now. accent kind of comes and goes, you know? <laughs> I, I thought, thought it was Rob- other Robin Hood. Robin Hood men in tights. Yeah, 
with Achu. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike other Robin Hoods. Right. Uh, that was... Well, there's Errol Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was original. Yeah. The Adventures of Robin Hood. Man, that movie's still pretty good to this day. You watch those sword fights? I'll tell you I haven't seen it. It's been a long time since yeah. I was a kid. Dad used to watch all that stuff. You know, Who was talking yeah. about... I My dad used to like make me watch it with him. He's like, "It's coming on. We're watching." I was like, oh. "Black and white." <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that. when it was colorized, and he was disappointed. He's like, "Ah, oh, it's in color. What, 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 what are they doing?" That and Davy Crockett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad still watches all them old movies. Yeah. You go in his house, and he's watching these old westerns, all black and white. Yeah. Hey, some of the. I mean, compared to what a lot of movies are being put out now and today, I I'm starting to appreciate more some of the older classics. Give me actual story and actual depth and acting in, you know, okay, so they don't have computers to make everything look like it's real. I don't, uh, <laughs> they had to rely on story and good acting. Uh, a man on a horse. Yeah, when, when I first got rid of cable and we just had the antenna, we got one of these, like, stations. It's kind of like TV land that just played old shows, and every once in a while I'd see, like, you know, Bonanza or Gunsmoke, and I hadn't really sat down and watched those in a long, long time, and I started watching them again, I was like, Man, these are great. Every episode, <laughs> a masterpiece. You what know? was the guy's name? The big guy was it Hoss? Yeah, on Hoss. Bonanza? Yeah, yeah. Hoss. Yeah. Hoss. Yeah. Hoss Cartwright. <laughs> Dan, Michael Landon. D- Dan Blocker played Hoss. Yeah, and Michael Landon um, was in mm-hmm. it too. He was young then. Yeah. Little House in the Prairie. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, Lauren Green is. <laughs> yeah. Michael Landon was in something else. So what was it? Was it something by an angel or something? Yeah. Was it? No, it was uh, Highway to Heaven, man. Highway to Heaven. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He dragged Victor French along with him from Little House on the Prairie, and they, they went around the country, I don't know, trying to earn his wings or whatever. You know? Was this like kind of like entertaining angels unaware, and it was Michael Landon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just know, you know, uh, uh, I, th- I think Highway to Heaven's back on, like, Netflix, and I watched an episode of it with the, you know, with the family. Just, just like, you know, I was like, let's just see. This is a show you should be on. Really, really, like overly sentimental. Like, like they really pour on thick. I have a confession you know? to make. Uh oh. Every time you say "Highway to Heaven," it's something inside me goes, "No, it's Highway to Heaven." Stop! Hey, I just seen a a picture on the, you know, on your social media thing when you see your, you know, like Scotland by the roadside is a thing, and you go on and you see all these pictures. Scotland and Britain and all that stuff, and they actually have a statue of Bon Scott, a bronze statue of Bon Scott, in a town in Scotland where he was from, before he moved his parents moved to Australia. That's right. And he has uh, bagpipes, and he's standing there, you know. Wow, yeah. it's pretty cool. I didn't. I, 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 it was a certain place. I was like, I'm gonna go visit that one yeah. day. And that was pretty cool. And that's uh, awesome. I don't know why I know this, but I'm aware of that statue. <laughs> Are I, you really? Well, I was I was looking at something about Bon Scott on Wikipedia the other day, and there's a picture of the statue. Well, I'd never seen it before, yeah. and it was in Scotland. You know, you'd think you'd yeah. see, you know know about it, and that's the first thing, I, uh, first time I see yeah. it. Well, there should, be, was there should be more statues point. of people playing bagpipes. You know, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope put them all over the country. The, if anybody ever makes a bronze statue of me, you better make me playing bagpipes. Have you seen it, that you know? bronze statue of uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> the famous play? Was he playing bagpipes? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> hey, you guys! <laughs> Whoever made that one, oh uh, my goodness. Uh, John Did Matu- not look Ruth, like him. Ruth, baby! Yeah. Ruth! John, yeah, John Matuzak, you know, taken from us too soon. You know, he played for the Raiders, and then he was Sloth and the Goonies. Oh, wow. He was also in that movie, The Ice Pirates. 
Yeah, that, that never terrible, that. Never ter- saw that. That terrible <laughs> star, that Star Wars <laughs> kind of knockoff with uh, Robert Urich and never Mary, Mary Crosby. And, I don't know. Kids, go check it out. Ice, the ice, 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 ice. 1982. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's Actually, it's one of those things. It's one of those movies that if you grew up watching it, I'm sure it's very nostalgic and you love it. But if you were to watch it now for the first time as an adult, you'd probably be like, what is this? And why did, why would the Liberty Tree podcast recommend me to watch it? Was that like the time of like Time Bandits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That time, kind of time Bandits was, I think, 81. Ice Pirates, 82. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and, and if you're listening to this and you're like, I can't believe they talked about listening to ACDC and all this other nonsense. Look, you need to lighten up. You need to get freed by Christ. You're free to do a lot more than you think you do. And you know what? If you're relying on your not your your abstaining and or 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 whatever from uh, uh, listening to ACDC to get sanctification points. I've got some bad news for you. Uh, you have your reward already. And well, and let's talk about that. So what do you mean, what does it mean, especially for somebody that's not a Christian or somebody that maybe doesn't know the word, what does that mean that we already have our reward? How, how can that be? What reward? You know? Well, in that what c- would be the reward? Right. In that context, going back to where, okay, I think it was uh, when Jesus was talking about with the Pharisees and there was when... When they when they were fasting, and they you know what they had out they outwardly showed and wanted people to know, hey, look at us, we're fasting. We are. Look how sunken our eyes is. Look how hungry I am because I'm suffering for the Lord and I'm wanted and I'm righteous. That Jesus kind of went back to them and said, hey, you know, you know, don't when you're fast, don't do that when you're fasting. You know, you know, dress normal, act normal, look normal, and this is something that's between you know you and God. If you're going around and wanting everyone to know that that's what right, you're doing, right. you're doing it to to be seen as righteous. And I tell you, you already have your reward, which meaning he was kind of like a tongue in cheek kind of thing. It's like whatever you were hoping to get between you and God uh, later on, it's not coming because you already you've got your thrill off of feeling self-righteous. And so there there's your reward. You have it. Right. Um, but I think to the other point of what is our reward, what what we've actually been given in Christ is on a totally different level that it was later in life until I realized how good it actually was. And this kind of leads into the uh, the next topic of Christianity 101, and that's that we're justified by grace through faith. And growing up, I never really, I don't know about y'all, but hearing that phrase, whether it be justification or being justified by grace, by grace through faith, if it was said, it went right over my head. Um, sure. I, I don't remember uh, it being communicated or it being pounded. Uh, like I guess I like now, like I guess I would expect it to, because it's literally the thing that started the Protestant Reformation and separated uh, separated, excuse me, Protestants from the Catholic Church. Um, and the here's how good, and I'm gonna try to with the help of understandchristianity.com. For those of you out there who are wondering where we're getting a lot of our material, we're getting material from Scripture, but but uh, <laughs> but just to, that website, to, you know, to, right. to, yeah, that website, that website. No, but but, uh, to, but to help you gather your thoughts and and kind of make notes for what we get, plan to talk about, it's it's good to you know be able to kind of summarize a little bit so that that website's come in handy for sure. It, it, it kind of separates the bare basics of Christianity. It, it provides scripture references. I, I recommend it. It's really good. But we're on this portion of the basics of Christianity or Christianity one on one. And here's how good what we've been given or what, what has happened 
to to us in Christ, who, to all of us who are have faith in, in Jesus Christ. Think of it like in a courtroom setting. Um, in it, you're in the courtroom. God's God's the judge, uh, and you are in front of him and your accuser, or I guess, I guess it would be the prosecutor yeah. is, is the devil. L- literally accuser means like, Satan. look, look at this. Sorry. Excuse for a man, for a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, the, the, yeah. the, the guy, I who, ask you your honor, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can he be worthy of anything? And it, it's like, and, and this, and it's so funny too, because the devil starts off with lying and saying, did right. God really say that you shouldn't do that? Did God really say that, you know, this and that and the other? And then as soon as you act on the temptation, it's, ah, sinner, sinner, right. look at him, sinner. Look. And, and, or look at her, sinner. And, and now I'm not going to give the devil all the credit either because we all do have a sin nature. Sometime we sin because we're evil and we have sin. Right. We, 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 mm-hmm. The Bible says we invent sin. So, I mean, sometimes the devil... We you know, find brand new ways to sin that we, nobody's even thought of before. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's stuff that we're doing now that they don't list in the Bible right. because we're making it up. It's yeah. back then they didn't even conceive that we would do some of the things we do now. Right, like wire fraud or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, but, th- yeah. but that's, that's the situation we find ourselves in, in this courtroom. And the accuser is levying, levying all of these accusations all these charges against, against you. Yeah. And the sad thing is, or maybe the scary thing is, he's right. His yeah. accusations yeah. ring home. They That's ring right. true according to God's perfect law of, of glory. We fall short of it. And, and, and I'm saying this to me, to myself, as much as I'm saying to whoever you're listening to, whoever's listening to this. If you don't think that you are a sinner, or if you don't think that you are not falling short of the glory of God, or if you think that you finally made it to a level in your quote-unquote walk with the Lord that you're no longer sinning, I'm here to tell you, based on God's word and law, you have not even begun to consider the depth of your sin. It is so far beyond what you can possibly think of, your repentance needs repenting of. Right. Because yeah. you, you don't even repent the right way. Right. You know, I, I, none of us do. I, you know, we, no one we, can say 100% perfectly, have you turned from your sin and have looked to Jesus Christ? There's always something in you deep down that is holding on to self, and it will be that way until you die. It's, uh, it's in our very nature. It's, how we're, it's part of how we're created, you know, to, to hang on to that. We, you know, but... But there's good news, right? Right. right. There, there is good news. You're, you're now we're in front of the judge who's heard all these charges levied against you, and what does he do? He, he's, he, he looks at the accusations. They ring home. There, I mean, and there's, there's probably going to be some things that, uh, that are probably trumped up or whatever. I mean, who knows what the devil's going to do? If I, if I know, according to scripture, he's going to present the law. Because he knows, he knows God's word. He quoted right. it to Christ, mm-hmm. and he's going to say, based off of, he's going to look to God and say, "Hey, God, this is your standard. This is your rule. This is your law. Right. And this person so, has fallen short of it. So, so give me that soul. So judgment time. And then all of a sudden, from wherever in the room, probably standing right next to you, uh, is there the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world will stand and say, "Your Honor, I object." Uh, I have some evidence that I would like to submit to this court. If you concede this individual 
has his or her, uh, they are covered in my blood. Uh, the wrath, the judgment, the justice that they merited, I have already taken it and credited it to my account. And I have, in an exchange, credited my righteousness to them to count as theirs. And that is what has taken place. And then God, the judge, will say, well, based on this evidence, I'm ruling in favor of the defendant. Uh, you, sir, ma'am, are righteous. In the eyes of this court. And I'm declaring you based off of the blood of my son, you are righteous. Well done, good and faithful servant. servant yeah. And bang goes the gavel. Case closed. <clears throat> and, and you're standing there going, wait a minute. Wait, I'm, I'm free to go? Uh, so Which way do I go? Right. Which way? So, so not guilty? That, really? Seriously? And, and, and there's even some of us that will go, um, excuse me, your honor. I've got some further evidence I would like to submit to this court of how I've gotten better, of how I've, I'm now doing better in this righteous living, this victorious And he's like, Christian look, I've living. already rendered my verdict. Yeah, he's like, you know? uh, my judgment is final. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the judge of this courtroom, right. and I've based my ruling on the blood of my son. What more could you... He's not saying this, but you, you look at this. <laughs> but you look at this. What more, I say to you, what more could you possibly add to the value of the blood of God? Yeah. Because that is what purchased you in this transaction. And, and the good news is, is that, and this is something that I never really put two and two together until later on in life, that the, what, what has happened on the cross, this justified by faith, through, uh, justified by grace, grace through faith, right. is that this is not a situation to where Jesus just wipes your slate clean and then gives it back to you so that you can now take another shot at it. And it's not, this isn't a redo. This, it, this, this isn't a situation to where, okay, I got, I, I got you all cleaned up, so now go get them, Billy. It's, it's, it's literally Jesus takes your slate and gives you in return his slate to be counted as yours. So now you have all filled up on your quote-unquote slate the, what Christ has done, his life, the life that he led, the perfect life that he led is now being counted as if it was your life. So now the good news of the gospel is not only is it being counted as if you had never sinned in God's eyes based off of the blood of Jesus Christ, it is now also being counted as if you had always obeyed. Yeah, right. And that's... It's not just from this point going forward. It goes... It, it, it's retroactive, man. It's, you know? it, it, it's, it's in the past. It's, it's forever. Forever and ever. Hallelujah. It is so good. And real quick, we'll knock out these three, um, uh, in short, bullet points that kind of feeds off of this. <clears throat> uh, maybe we'll all read, each, read one each? Sure. I'll go, go first ahead. and we'll go. Okay. So the first one is, because we are sinful, we cannot earn heaven in any way. Ephesians 7.20 says, there is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. Or Ecclesiastes. Oh yeah, what I say? <laughs> Ephesians. <laughs> the, the other, the other e-book of the Bible. See, well, I See? guess there's Esther too. Yeah. Ecclesiastes yeah. seven twenty. Yeah. Ezekiel. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> Whoops. Probably for your other e's. Yeah. All right, <laughs> stay on target. You're too close. <laughs> stay on target. Uh, All in turn again. <laughs> yeah. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Isaiah twenty four six. Wow, that's a pretty strong indictment. All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. I know, and that's quite right. a bold yeah. verse right there. I mean, I mean, no matter how hard you're trying, I mean, the, thing, you, the things that you think that you're doing, 
that you're like, well, they're this, still this, this tainted is, with sin this, somehow. Right. Wow. It's because it, because it's so part of our nature. That's how desperately lost we are without the grace of Jesus's sacrifice for That's us. Right. In the, the moment you think you're performing a righteous act, it no longer is a righteous act because you now have pride in the righteous act. <laughs> That's right. So right. It, the, the worst possible place you can be is when you're righteous and you know it. Right. Quote, unquote, yeah. righteous and you know it. <laughs> um, uh, the next verse is, No one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 20, 23. And, you know, and, and that just is a reminder, one, one small example of what a great book Romans is, especially mm-hmm. if, you're, if you are in that Christianity 101. If you really want, you know, you know, if you had one book of the New Testament to read <clears throat> to sort of get an overview of really what, what, what all, those, all the books of the gospel meant, you know, I mean, and, and each each one of Paul's epistles is tells us something different. But I always thought that Romans is the is a great jumping off point. You know, it, it sums it up in a way that, to me, at least, seems really accessible. You know, um, and and there's there's a lot of depth to it, so you can take it, you know, a lot deeper if you want to. But but at least in trying to get your head wrapped around what this true exchange really is. I guess it's not an exchange, it's what this gift really is, because it's a, it's a one-way street. You know, there's nothing right. that you can do. Romans 4 or 5 is my favorite Bible verse. And to the one who does not work but believes in the one who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. I find that Romans is a good foundation. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. for finding out, like, mm-hmm. the basics of what Jesus has done, Yeah, what he's already done. And as you come into that other point, we're, like, back into the courtroom again. Yeah. You know, and it says, we are declared not guilty. That would be the verdict. Yeah. You'd be pointing at you like, not guilty. And it's like, oh, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> by, by what, though? By God's grace and Jesus' life and death. Bam. Just like that. And in Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. While. Right. I mean, why else would he do it? While with, we were still sinners. And why else would he do it? For any other reason other than the greatest love that there can be, you know, we we've again by our nature done nothing to show that we're deserving of any of it, and yet he's already he's already paid it. Yeah, you know, that, like that old song, Jesus paid it all. Yeah, yeah, all to him I owe. Mm-hmm. Sin and left his its crimson crimson stain. He washed, washed it white, white as white snow. snow. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. he and, and to those who are listening here, <clears throat> that verse is so awesome because you know. Contrary to what maybe you've been told or what's been taught to you, while you were a sinner, not while you had your act together, not while you got all cleaned up, not while you were on the right path, while you were a sinner, Christ did this for you because he loved you. So it's for you right now. It's something else to think about. I got another scripture here, Titus 3. Four through seven. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heir, 
heirs of having the hope of eternal life. Did What God, a promise. Did God sprinkle just a little bit of the Holy Spirit on us, John? What did it say? Poured yeah. out on us generously. No. Right. Generously. Generously. He's just like... Pour yeah. it out, brother. I'm still pouring, baby. It's yeah. still coming. That's right. It, it's, the, it's all... It, it, that's amazing. That's awesome. It's, it's, um, it's, it is. I like this part here. Well, I like all of it, obviously. But it says he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal. So we've been made new by the Holy yep. Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. So good. That we've become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. From sinners to heirs. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To, to God, the creator of everything. Right. To death to life. In, inheriting his kingdom. I mean... And it pleases yeah. him to give it to you. Right. It, he's not like, okay, you did the transaction. Like, he's like, you he's like, you're yeah. in. You he's know. like, cool, he's like oh, look know. at this. Yeah. Look at this. Here you go. You know, yeah, he's, he's, like, not, he's not like, oh, I don't know about him. You know yeah. what I mean? He looks kind of funny, so let's not let him in. <laughs> so, so when we talk about that, that so, so like we just said, so he's, he's excited to give it to us. So, what it, so that brings us to point three. We receive the gift of God's grace through faith in Jesus' work. So that's where, that's where our faith comes in. That's the, thing that, that's the one thing that we bring to this table is our belief and our faith. And, to, and you know. another good news is, is that even the faith that we have, I believe it's Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it, it, the faith that we have, like there's nothing in me, there's nothing in you that all of a sudden just conjures up this faith. Like it doesn't all of a sudden just have this epiphany of, oh, Oh, look what I've got here. God gives the faith that we, it's, it's, it's amazing that he does this. The faith that we have in Christ was also given to us as a gift. Like the fact that you and I have faith, the, the faith that's in our hands or the faith that we have, that's been given to us. For we, the, I think it's wrong, I can't remember where in Romans, but it says we didn't want him. That was our condition. And then he gave us the faith to have in him. Right, and and that leads us to the the first verse that supports this point, and it's it's a it's one that a lot of people know, and it's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And you know that's one of those verses I think that's been analyzed, you know, a lot um, from lots of different perspectives. But when we look really look at it from the from the perspective of the grace that's given to us and, and what that gift really means. Here's your definition right here. You know, I mean, he, he loved the world. So what's the world? Like I said, I think we just said earlier, everybody that's ever lived, everybody that's ever going to live, everybody that's living now. I mean, it's, it's all of us. And he's only got the one son mm-hmm. and he still allowed his son to be put to death and take that, Sacri- make that sacrifice and take that sin onto his shoulders. And it's, again, it's almost like the words are so powerful, it's almost hard to wrap your head around it. Right. Yeah. It's so comforting to hear it. Right. And it's so comforting to like just read a little bit into it and really yeah. read the words of the Scripture because it just comforts your spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. and that his blood was sufficient for the entire world. Right. All by itself. Mm-hmm. Which brings us back again to the book of Romans. Um, which again, it just tells what it, what a what a good foundation book it is for understanding this this gift. It's Romans five 
verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. You see that one uh, yeah. part of the scripture that I really, really like? Well, you know, is that part, Ben, we have peace with God. That's right. That's huge. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong but wasn't, I think in the Old Testament, in a lot of Hebrew texts, especially in the Psalms and stuff, they say shalom a lot. Shalom a lot. And that means peace, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of the big, huge things before Christ is this hope for in this promised peace with God that God's chosen people was always looking for. They were, they were always kind of searching for that and wanting that. And then all of a sudden Christ comes and it's like that Christmas carol. Um, the, uh, uh, Oh, Holy night, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, until he appeared in the soul felt its worth, a thrill of hope. Uh, 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 and it's to know that peace has finally come peace incarnate. We who were in rebellion with God in our sin, we, we didn't come to the negotiating table to make peace and terms. The, the, the God who we rebelled against came and gave us peace out of the, his love for us. I was just going to add to that, Zach. It's good. But it says when we have peace, I mean, have you ever thought of yourself how, how much you've disappointed God? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that scripture says we have peace with God. And, and God Even if we disappoint, right. he still loves us so much right. that we have peace with him. Well, and he can't have anything to do with sin. So because we're sinners, he, he can't be around the sin. You know, he, got, he just won't. So... The peace is made now that we've got Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. so that that reconciles it, and now we can go into His waiting arms, you know, clean and pure. Right, it's, and that's which we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. He'd have to turn His back on us, you know. All of disappointment, all sin, all falling short of any way that that you or I or anybody could have disappointed God, and we in in our sin does that all that disappointment was placed on Christ on the cross. We're, the freedom in Christ and the peace that we have with God is so much on a level of that our relationship between him has been set since Calvary Hill. And, and that's so hard to believe because we live kind of through time and we kind of understand, okay, yesterday this happened and today this happened and tomorrow this happened. And to understand that this transaction that took place, that was planned, before the foundation of the of the world was laid, and that was carried out in our time two thousand years ago on a cross, and how that concreted that transaction back then to live in a kind of freedom, knowing that this peace that I have was already paid for and given to me so many yeah. years ago. You know, I used to think that and I think we've said this before me in the podcast, but I used to think before, like when you would ask me when did I get saved. I usually, I usually say, oh, I got saved in 1989 when, when I, you know, asked Jesus to come into my heart is how I usually would phrase it. Now how I would phrase it, you know, when, did you, when, when did I get saved, oh, I got saved 2,000 years ago on a cross. That's right. Um, my, my, I, I, I look to where my, the transaction of my salvation happened, and it happened when Jesus died for me. Mm-hmm. It's always been there waiting for you. Yeah. And, you know. and, and th- what happened when I was here was my realization of, truth that had already been happened already happened and it wasn't my it wasn't me that initiated the exchange the exchange happened 2000 years ago 
And sometimes it's hard to make that step because, but, but I'm the one who did this. I'm the one that believed this. I'm the one that right. I, 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 I. We, we look for a cause and effect, I think, that's not really, it's not really there, but it's just it, we're so used to the world around us has that sort of cause and effect. And pretty much everything that we do, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around this particular this 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 gift because there's not the usual cause and effect i mean it, it says it's more silly than me saying yep born on august 21st 1981 i did that i was i born yeah <laughs> I, I august 21st 1981 it was my birthday congratulate me look yeah. what i did yeah yeah, yeah. Good thing I decided to be born. Yeah. <laughs> because you know I'm I wouldn't be here. Right. In the same aspect, it's just as silly as yep, I became born again on this date because I did this. Right. And I believe that it's like no, if you were born again, it's because Christ died for you. That's right. Well, and on that note, I think we're about coming to the end of yet another episode of the Liberty Tree Podcast. We hope that if you're listening, that you've in, enjoyed what you've heard, and hopefully, it's given you something to think about. Um. You know, um, as always, uh, if you're seeking more, God's word is right there for you. You can't go wrong reading your Bible. Um, and we hope that you find your way to, uh, to church. Um, I know it does me a lot of good. I think I can speak for the other two guys that it does them good too. That's where I get the goods. Right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but we'll be back again with another episode of Liberty, Liberty Tree Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website. There is an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's FamilyLifeChurchSwanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains so come with me we'll go this was the liberty tree podcasting from family life church in swanee georgia